Hello, and welcome to episode number 13 of the Death to All But Metal podcast. I am Gary Grimm. And I am Tane, and this is our first episode of 2017. It is indeed. It's also number 13, which is lucky for some, uh, not lucky for you because you're listening to us. Yes. And maybe not as unlucky as the numbers 2016 together for many as well. Sure. Sure. Uh, 2016 is what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about the year that has just passed, 2016, which uh, may have seemed like a sh- seemed like a shit year, but um, 2017 isn't shaping up much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> anyway, it, it was it was also our first full year of doing Death Talbot Metal as well. It so, was, which was a good thing. Yeah. So this episode, we're going to be having a few people who helped us make it happen. As yeah, well. we're, we're going to have uh, Natrus, who uh, DJed at the Deaf Talker Metal Club. We'll also be going to have uh, Maz and Smithy, who were uh, on the door at the, at the club as well. Uh, and general behind-the-scenes support. Yeah, uh, Smithy, a.k.a. Uh, Stephen Lazel, who uh, actually recorded the theme song that we've been playing a, a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and an awesome job he did of that. Uh, we're also going to be playing some music from our uh, top uh, 10 lists of 2016. Yeah, before it gets too far away from the last year, we'd, <laughs> we we want to play some sweet stuff that we didn't get to play last year. Yeah, oh, well, well, we played these bands on the podcast, but we'll be playing tracks that we didn't play last year Yeah, this time around. Uh, we've also got some guests with us uh, who's who are in the room with us right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were uh, part of the Death Talk by Metal podcast in 2016. They recorded a theme song for us back when we didn't have one. Yeah, so, um, and I mean, it, a little bit controversial at the end there. We had to cut them, but uh, it yeah, they were for possibly copyrighted material. And yeah. No, I, I don't know what you're talking about. It's, it's so original. It's... Uh, it's so unprofessional for you to talk before you introduce. Yeah. Okay, that, well, who you heard just then was Blarney Rubble. With him is Seamus. Uh, we don't have his last name. He refuses to tell us. Uh, they can make up the the folk group called uh, Folk Off and Die. Welcome, guys. Yeah, yeah t- uh, thank you very much, Gary, Gim, and, uh, and Tan. It's nice to be back. Hey, I be Seamus. Um, guys, you um, you were a three-piece last time you came in as well. But, um, what happened there? You had a drummer who was yeah. in the corner. What happened with that? Uh, he uh, well, it's it's one of many tragedies from the uh, 2016. Uh, we uh, that we tried to record with him here, but we found he was asleep, and then uh, he was not breathing. Uh, he couldn't be handling his drink, therefore. He's not in the band anymore. Oh, uh, uh, that's that's really terrible, guys. But you, you've yeah, decided alcohol to... poisoning is terrible. No, I think it was mostly calm. I I came in him. That's horrendous. Uh, but um, what the fuck? <laughs> it is it is good to see that you're carrying on as a duo. I mean, I guess it's good. It's it, it means we only have to split the royalties uh, two ways now. Hey, after the last uh, podcast we did. We be famous. I think Seamus is very happy that he's famous because it now meant that he could finally write his first song with uh, lyrics that rhymed. Aye. <laughs> well, that's um, 
Uh, I really don't know if I want to hear that album or not. But anyway, you guys you, have... You have a song for this uh, podcast episode about 2016. Uh, yes. Uh, all of the many terrible things that happened. We, uh, we decided we could make the money from uh, making a song about it. Aye. So, well, okay. I don't know... I mean, you've probably done it a little bit late anyway. Mm. Maybe maybe a December yeah. Christmas release could have... Uh, it doesn't matter, guys. Look, you're going to play it anyway. Uh, otherwise, we're just all wasting our time. So why don't you play the song? Okay, Seamus. Hit it! Aye. Aye be Seamus. Aye be ready. <laughs> The long runs died last year There were people we revere So many kicked the bucket Everyone was like, fuck it The long runs died last year Let me kill me stole No longer be your sister David Bowie ain't having more glory Carrie Fisher will surely miss ya the long ones died last year. Kenny Baker went to meet his maker. Leonard Cohen found out where he was going. Alan Rickman, and even Alan Thickman. The long ones died last year. George Michael and Prince went to heaven to mince. George Martin, Jimmy Payne went to another plane. Gene Wilder, Sean Bean and the Sydney Live Scene. The long ones died last year. You know, it's a shame that uh, they're all dead. Here's some people who should have left instead. Fred Dust, Donald Trump, Pauline Hanson, Tony Abbott, Watch your head, all those motherfuckers. Yeah, fuck this guys. Nigel Farage, Curry Bernardi, David Avocado Wolf, I fucked that guy. What can I do is that anyway? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Hang on, guys, 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 stop. Uh, look, I, I'm not, I'm not a lawyer or anything. I'm not one of these fancy city lawyers that you that you You're see around. You fancy here. You're wearing pants. <laughs> I know, I know, but look, I think it's probably giving someone a bad name to say that they should be dead. I don't, as much as deserving as Fred Durst and all that, you know, all of them are. Yeah, I mean, we we can't really be seen to be sort of promoting this kind of... No, no, it's uh, it's fun, we're just... uh... We we make money from the suffering, just like most of these people on the list. <laughs> I I don't think that's that's uh, that's very ethical. Yeah. Hey, suck up your pussies. <laughs> anyway. Well, it's well, been a pleasure as always. Thanks. Folk often die. Thanks for the advice. Also, mm-hmm. I just wanted to point out a few. Um, uh, inconsistencies in your song there. there there's no such thing. We're, oh, we're, well, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, look, Lemmy didn't die in 2016. He yeah, died at was, the end of 2015. I know people sort of lump it in, but, you know, that's a bit... Um, well, what else was I going to ram with... Uh, whatever I rammed with Lemmy? Close enough. 
Yeah, well, you say that, but um, also Sean Bean isn't dead. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, uh, I don't know. There might have been some he's, rumors. Or he's but, still uh, alive. No, what are you you're talking about? Every movie he's in, he's uh, full of the arrows, or he's getting his head cut off, or uh, uh, maybe sodomized to death by a giant elk. Look, uh, we're we're gonna take a uh, folk off and die aside and explain to them uh, the difference between fiction and reality. Uh, while we do that, and we bring in our new guests, uh, we'll be hearing some music. Uh, the one band that was at the top, it was number one of both of our, um, yeah, our local, local metal releases of 2016 lists. Yeah was uh, Rebel Wizards with his album Triumph of Gloom. Yeah, that and was fucking amazing. Which, that's actually also been uh, picked up by Prosthetic Records now prosthetic for a release. Prosthetic taken it. So, congrats, uh, Rebel Wizard. That's fucking awesome. And uh, super nice guy. Uh, talks to us quite a bit. Uh, and seems really friendly and really into supporting the metal scene which we like hopefully also uh we'll be seeing him doing some live shows this year as well we'll see i don't want to put the pressure on him but at at the same time i do want to put some pressure on him. just a little bit hurry up and get your life set together because we want you to play (laughs) (laughs) uh so the track we're going to be listening to from rebel wizard is eat the warlock here it is for you now let's all eat the warlock
that was Shamash with Metanoia from their album Triangle and before that we also heard Eat the Warlock from Rebel Wizard with their album Triumph of Gloom. Yeah, both releases that were on our uh, best of 2016 lists. Uh, and we've got some guests with us now. Uh, let's go around the room and introduce everyone, shall we? Cool. Well, let's let, let them introduce themselves, I think. Sure. So. Hey, it's Natriz, or Nat. <laughs> Hi, Nat. Hey, it's Maz. <laughs> and hey, it's Steve, or alternately known as Smithy. <laughs> hey, guys. So for uh, our listeners out there who uh, might not be local to Sydney, uh, Nat, Maz, and Steve are all part of the DTABM family. They help out with the live stuff and behind the scenes. Yep. The family. Ooh. The family. It's like it's like a big Manson thing. You know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> more, it's more like, I was gonna go with crew, feel the but... cultish love. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, it's a bit more like Game of Thrones because of how incestuous it all is. But uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's not go there. Yeah, let's not go there. Yeah. Yeah. So so Natra is here. She um she DJs. She helps on the door. Uh, Maz helps on the door quite a Help lot. Or works on the door. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you decide that. I, I'd also say chief quartermaster of DTABM uh, with supplies and helping us out and and other things other like that. Bits and bobs. Yeah. And uh, Smithy also helps out on the door. And also um, provided the theme song for us as well. Yeah, that's right. And he's security. Yeah. And security, yeah. actually. Security, yeah. Thrown many a people out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Do not belong. Well, that's one of the things that we wanted to talk about a little bit were stories from uh, the the Devtal Bite Metal Nights, the gigs. Uh, some you of guys the, don't see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, some some of the weird things that happened in 2016. Maybe did mm. you have any? Are there any memorable uh, people that you had to throw out or that you let in or anything like that? Um, there were um, a couple of hipsters I said that do not belong here and had to go straight away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there were. Um, they tried to say that I was touching them too vigorously, you might say. Were they were they top knotted or They were top knotted. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> they were definitely top knotted. I don't think they knew where they were. Was, no. <laughs> was that the guy with the skateboard? No, or that's another that's story, Tane. Oh, uh, tell yeah. us yeah. Yeah. tell us about the guy with the skateboard. The guy with the skateboard walked in thinking that he uh, owned the place. <laughs> <laughs> and um, me and Maz both looked at each other and said, "Yeah, <laughs> He just walked in, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't pay. I'm no. pretty sure we didn't accept any money from him from the door. I, I think I would have given someone like that credit uh, if they said, like, what do you mean? Like, I run this club. Like, I think if that's ballsy enough, mm. I'd, like, laugh and then kick them out. No, it was just a matter of he didn't pay. So I went and grabbed him and yeah. said, hey, dude, oh. like, you know, this is a paid venue. So... What, it's, what uh, was his excuse? What, was he, what did he say in, in retaliation? Um, I think he was too stoned to say anything. <laughs> so he just, That's right. He kind of just like came in, you yeah. caught him, and then he just like kept spinning. I don't think he exactly actually stopped. Right. No, yeah, no, it was yeah. a smooth motion of you didn't pay, and he just ended up leaving. Uh, that reminds me of just at the last gig, there were two chicks that me and Maz were on the door. Um, there were two chicks that walked in that looked like they were at the night at the Roxbury or something. And they, <laughs> <laughs> they were yeah, yeah. And 
I was just like, what the hell? Because they just walked past us and didn't pay. And then um, yeah, I, I uh, chased after them, but then they kind of caught themselves. Yeah, I said to one of them, hey, and she just looked at me, and the other girl just laughed. Yeah, and, and then they I, left. I thought they that ran out. That's, <laughs> I thought would have thought that that was our target audience for DTABM. It is to be said that the majority of people who come through the door at DTABM are awesome. Yeah. And they do pay, and it's only the very odd person that doesn't, and that that's me. They know. They up. know when they don't pay. Yeah, they yeah. know because they walk <laughs> yeah. like within inches of the of the table that's set up to take. We also money. we also get people coming in that are supposed to be going upstairs rather than down. There's a lot of confusion <laughs> yeah. about where the valve bar. Yeah, and there's is. a lot of people looking for their friends. Mm-hmm. Can I just find Dave? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Call Dave yeah. on his phone. Yeah. Like, yeah. We have, we have an in-joke that, you know, um, if you're looking for your friend, at least leave a $10 deposit and, <laughs> and then you'll get that back when you, when yeah. you leave. But there's a time but, limit on that. You can't just yeah. get it back after two hours. We or have something. 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. We've, I don't think we've ever done that. Yeah. We have a good honesty policy as well. Like we've actually given change to a guy that gave us a little bit more than he was supposed to. Oh ah, yeah. yeah. And we chased him down. Story, it's like, yeah. dude, Here's $5 change. And, um, and was, wasn't there a guy who, um, who gave us 50 on the door once? And then well, I think that he was didn't want his change that, back. My... He didn't want his change back. He was just like, yeah, you just keep it. Like, it's like no, dude. No, no. He, yeah, we, that's what I'm saying. Oh no. He, yeah. We thought he was going to yeah, ask for his I change back and he never plague. did. Yeah. It might've been for the we plague. We tried to find him. I think. And we yeah. Him. Let's not push him too hard. To yeah. yeah, yeah so if you're out there, I mean, no, no, we should have mentioned that. If you're listening, the 10 minute grace period is gone. So yeah, yeah. But with the, um, I do remember hearing about a guy who um, who definitely couldn't pay to get in. Yeah, well, there uh, was, was an that, amazing story. There was yeah. that South African guy. Yeah, he was mm. over here on a trip, and um, he only had a key card, I believe. Well, he mm. tried to get in at first, and he was like, "Is there an ATM?" And we were like, "Yeah, there's one upstairs." Yeah. He went to try and use it, and it didn't work. And he was like, he came down, and we were a bit iffy about him, weren't we? Yeah, we're, and then like, Martin was are you like, pulling a dodge on yeah, us. Yeah. Tane came up to him and said, "Oh, um, what's going on?" And he said, oh, look, I've got this, this um, card and the ATM won't let me get money out. Can I somehow get money out with FPOS? And Tame was like, how about you, you buy Maz and, and Steve a drink and then we'll call it even. Yeah, and pay them so, in beer. Yeah, pay yeah. them in beer. We, yeah. we appreciate that, like working on the door. We love to be paid in beer. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and uh, it's the only way we do get paid. Um, and so, and then he, um, and no, we don't need, yeah, we don't need, we just do That's it for the, we do it for yeah. the love, we, we do it for the love, but we, you know, it's We fine. need more employees, yeah, people but in it, our employee, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But it turned out this guy just had the most awesome night ever, didn't he? And he came up to you guys. Yeah, and he, was he just came like, up to us and yeah. uh, was really enthusiastic. He, and, um, he uh, knew somebody too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he actually, the thing that there was, was really weird was that, so, he was from uh, from Johannesburg, right? Yeah. Uh, he ended up finding a group of other South African guys mm. who used to go to the same metal club in Joburg, yep. but they'd never met before. Yes. Uh, yeah, and so he paths. found some friends. Yeah. 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 So they yeah they were the reg like the same regular gig goers, but ended up meeting on the other side of the world. And yeah. then he was saying at the end of the night, it's like this is so cool. I'm like hanging out with these guys now, and I'm gonna go and stay with yeah. them. And, and he had the best time, and he he thanked mm. us even though we were like oh no yeah, we were a bit down on him at first but there was so much love so yeah, much gratitude he, it was he awesome. just 
was really grateful that he was able to come in, even though he, you know, he yeah. couldn't get any cash out. And he got to see some amazing Australian metal bands. Uh, we were going to talk about favorite uh, metal bands uh, of the of uh, the Death Tour Metal Nights, but I don't want to don't want to play favorites because they're all, they're all great. oh man, yeah. Except for maybe one or two stories where I was a little bit kind of regretful. Uh, <laughs> I, I won't name any names. Regretsy, uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, most every band just put on a killer set for us. Um, let's kind of talk about other things that we have. We had. Uh, DJ um, celebrity DJ set lists. Ah, yeah. So we had Henry Rollins uh, provide us with a DJ playlist. That was for the first night, actually. So that was the end no, of last year, was, wasn't it? No, it was for I think the second or the third night. Mm. Uh, yeah. So we had that. We also had a playlist from uh, Fenris from Dark Throne, which I managed to wrangle. Now, Nat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you're you're a massive uh, Fenris slash Dark Throne fan. This is true. Yep. <laughs> what, uh, we uh, we gave you the playlist to play. What did you think of the playlist? And uh, and uh, tell us a bit about your uh, Dark Throne obsession. Tattoos that are dedicated to Dark Throne, but um. Uh, I was pretty stoked to be able to play Fenris's set list and it was quite varied like it wasn't stuff that I usually would play but it was just cool to play it because this is someone that I as a drummer has influenced me greatly and just as a metal fan um, they've just been a huge influence on me Um, and they're just one of my favorite bands all time um and but what i found most interesting while playing the set list was just people's responses to the music as i was playing it like i remember a, a couple of people coming up just sort of commenting or people just motioning towards me while a certain song was playing that they were fucking into it or just watching how people were responding to it and I thought that was, that was just awesome. Yeah, mm. I, I remember introducing the... Uh, was that the night that we had circus stuff? No, it wasn't. No, no. We had something happening. It was around then, yeah. It yeah. might have been Betty. I think we had Bill. Oh, uh, yeah, we might have had Burlesque. Mm. And so... Uh, we just introed them, and then I introed uh, Fanriz's um, playlist, and it got a really good response. But that night, uh, in general, was insane. And I say night, we started early. That was the the Good Friday gig that we did uh, last year. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. That's a great one. The Bad Friday. Well, people came up afterwards and were commenting on how good the playlist was. Yeah, yeah it was so, a good playlist. Yeah. Just the whole night in general, just everything seemed to work really well. Mm. Uh, I think having it on the on the public holiday, the early start seemed to work for everyone. The early finish didn't work for everyone. <laughs> yeah. no, no. I think also having something on such a religious holiday because not everyone pertains to the Christian or Catholic sort of religion. So for... For there to be something for people to do beyond just 
doing religious stuff with their family or not anything at all because mm. if you're not because everything's closed a Christian or a yeah. Catholic like what does it mean it was their to metal you? family yeah, yeah they exactly. wanted to congregate and too. also a big yeah. fuck you to all that yeah, so there's, yeah. I mean, anti-religion <laughs> there's never yeah. anything on that night either because everything shuts so early so it was just like the only thing on mm. as well not mm. that that's the only yeah, reason yeah we always pulled big really numbers good. that night yeah, too for yeah, 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 that was a big night that was a big night for us yeah uh, we were the only game in town which helped. Mm, uh, yeah. Certainly. And I think uh, both Tane and I being dressed as Jesus probably brought a few of the ladies in, am I right? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, you, um, oh, yeah. you had the, you know, the, the crucified and then the resurrected Jesus. Yeah, yeah we, were the, we were the son and the father and the Holy, the Holy Ghost, Ghost <laughs> was around. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was well, you know, somewhere. your powers combined. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're pretty much like a Jesus Voltron. I'm pretty, if I uh, understand, Jesus Captain Planet. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? We certainly rubbed our rings together that night. So. We oh, rubbed sure. our crosses mm. the right Dude, way. That was after everything was yeah, closed. We, we just mm. don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Rightfully so. so. Speaking of, um, of big nights, uh, another big one for us last year... Uh, was Scrounge Wave. Mm. Yeah, that was uh, awesome night. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, so the lineup consisting of Master Gravity, Pagan's <laughs> Realm, who we have to have again. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So too long. Whiskey Smile, who we have to have again. Yeah. Darker Half, again. And uh, Diminish the Gods. All the bands that we have to have again. We had Master Gravity again. Yeah. For which our one-year anniversary, which was... Amazing. Oh, we just uh, love those guys. Love Master Gravity. How can you not? MasterGravity.com. <laughs> They're awesome, yeah. MasterGravity.com. Always an experience. <laughs> if you don't... Uh, if you haven't seen them live before... Just contact them and tell them to play a show in your living room. They'll probably do it. They They're all fucking, fucking mad die. smoke machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. never mad. works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's an old school fucking smoke machine with dry ice. It's the best. I yeah. remember Scrounge Wave. They played and they bought the smoke machine out and it was there the whole gig. They played the whole gig and they never used a smoke machine. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then... Um, Right at the end, they were finishing. They played the last notes of their last song, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the smoke machine just, <laughs> just drowns the whole venue. Yeah, yeah. And they're just looking around, going, "Oh, finally!" You know, I think it was supposed to work earlier. It didn't. No, I think that's how they made their like. They were disappeared. Like they disappeared by the time the smoke cleared. Yeah, yeah. They, they disappeared. They left as mysteriously as they down. arrived. Yeah, and they no, but they disappeared to go outside and pour the um, the dry ice into the. Into the, <laughs> into the street into the gutter yeah the, into the, the gutter the one thing I really really love about Master Gravity is if you ever see Mark or Storm uh, when they're Out not even about. playing a gig mm-hmm. they're still in their stage outfits well, that's uh, the conundrum about them it's like is it serious or are they playing a joke on everyone I think I think they're oh. very honest yeah they're like very... I've had to deal with them a lot because I booked them twice now mm. and i've had to talk to them at the gigs about like setting stuff up mm. and they just kind of seem a bit shy a bit socially awkward and master gravity is their way of kind of coming out of their shell and yeah and they being the rock do. gods that they want to be they're, yeah they're so endearing as well something uh, about them is just so wonderful exactly mm. yeah. it's, it's that honesty that kind of comes because whether yeah. whether it's a joke or whether it it's them being completely honest about it there's this honesty and this passion about mm. what they do like they love metal and that's mm. just what shines 
through. And I think that's what really draws people as mm. well yeah. beyond mm. the Especially the shining of... through. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, with that, that makeup and the sparkle and the, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. so much shining and glittery stuff yeah. going on. Yeah. I agree with you, Nat. Yeah. I think it's because they just love what they do and there's yeah. something really lovely about that. It's something really form endearing. of expression and their way to... You know, communicate, in it. You know. Well, and there's something so wonderful about watching any band that just really fucking loves what they do. Yeah, you that's know? true. Yeah. Yeah. Master Gravity, Master Gravity are always so excited about playing gigs, mm. yeah. and that's why we'll have them on again. Yeah, and again. so much energy just with the two of them. Yeah, mm. yeah. 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 those guys. Totally. Uh, but are they uh, still looking for a drummer? Uh, yeah, they're looking for a drummer and a bass player. Nat, so. Nat. <laughs> Nat could join. Oh, yeah, yeah. Team, yeah, yeah. Team plays well, bass. Uh, yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the whole thing. Me, Smithy, and Tane are working on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. We're not, not, not Just, too much. Let's not fully book Nat out yet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. One thing at a time. <laughs> Look, the, the last thing we'll say about Master Gravity is I think it would ruin Master Gravity if they got any more members. I love yeah. the fact yeah. that they have the mm. shitty uh, drum track that I have to play for them over the laptop. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, in actual <laughs> fact, you are a part of them. You are I'm part the, of the band. I'm sometimes. the George. We're given part of the the Master Gravity yeah, experience yeah. to live for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm yeah. the George Martin of uh, <laughs> Master Gravity. Yeah, the, the third, the mysterious third member. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 So, contains the Epstein. Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Only because he is gay. But, um, look. I think Maz would have something to say about that. There's anything wrong with that. She's like, I know. I have to deal with it on a daily basis. Anyway, enough about, um, Tane's sexual preferences. 2016. We can keep going. We. It was a good year for Death Tour, but metal overall. We had so many good gigs. We had a one-year anniversary. Uh, we had the transition from um, upstairs to downstairs, mm-hmm. too, which was kind of crazy. But um, it was just a good year for metal as well. There were so many fucking good metal releases that came out. Yeah, it, it was actually... I found it was a very interesting year because um, I think it was very much the year of the, the new band. Uh, there, were, there were so many amazing new releases from bands that have only just started, uh, and it was it was also interesting, I think, and exacerbated by the fact that there were some releases from bands that haven't released anything for a few years that maybe didn't actually quite make so much of an impact, um, especially larger bands. And I mean, people have their favourites and whatnot, but looking and and listening and seeing what what people are playing. Uh, you know, Slayer released a new album. Uh, Sabbath obviously released their last album. Um, uh, Gizura, so they say. Yeah, Gizura and Meshuga and a bunch of others, and and with varying degrees I'm of on success. A yeah, Devin I'm on a Marth. Devin Townsend. Yeah, totally. Uh, and obviously, I'd say a lot of our listeners and and a lot of the people in this room enjoyed a lot of those releases, but maybe that they were overshadowed by some some new players, as it were. Yeah, well, maybe not enough. That's what the podcast last year was kind of about, was talking about some of the bigger bands that bought some stuff out, but talking about some of the really good underground and lesser-known bands that were releasing some quality metal. Mm. And uh, look, Tane and I put our list together for 2016. We told everyone what we we enjoyed mm. in 2016. That's 
part of what the podcast was all about as well. Yeah. But uh, let's talk to these guys about uh, what they enjoyed uh, metal-wise last year. Let's start with Smithy. What did you... Uh... Yeah, well, I kind of focused in on the, <clears throat> the the mainstream, if you if you might say, yeah. um, with Gajira and Meshuggah. Um, because Meshuggah always takes a while for their releases to I come out. I thought you were going to say like Justin Bieber, like mainstream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a shame. Did you really this, think this that? Is, that there's no Mars? video, like, cause of, oh, well, he said mainstream. Yeah. Carry, 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 on. Not, like, carry on. Metal mainstream. Let's, maybe Let's mainstream is a bad word we, then. We all know you're, you're um, a believer. It's okay. A believer. That's what Justin Bieber fans are called. Um, well, my sugar, yeah, great album. Really dug it. I really enjoyed that album. Mm. Too. Um, a grower, I think. But at the same time, there were a few elements in that album that kind of sounded same-ish. Mm. Yep. And pulled a few tricks off that they had pulled off in their past albums, mm. but it still felt fresh. Sure. Mm. They were definitely bringing in elements of the old, but they were yeah. making them new Absolutely. and trying new things. Out yeah. And without digging in too deep, like there are a few solos in there that kind of felt like it came from a few other albums as well. Sure. Mm. So, but as a whole, I really enjoyed it. And Excellent. I really, and I know I listen, you know, I know it's a good release if I can listen to it multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Totally. And Gojira was a bit contentious, uh, in the yeah, Death Talk Metal uh, Headquarters. Yeah, we did yeah. a Breaking the Silence on that, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we do a segment on the podcast for people that ha- might not have listened to us before where Tane and I, there's a big release coming out in the metal uh, scene. Uh, and we don't talk to each other about it until we get on the microphone. That's great because I don't have to talk to Gary mm. for a while before. Yeah, <laughs> any excuse. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, and uh, I I gotta say I wasn't a huge fan of that Gojira album Magma. I think mm. it was good. Mm. It was bad, yep. but definitely. Yeah. Yep. yep. Magma. And uh, I don't think Tane was either. Yeah. It. Um. Not not to to shit on everyone's parade, but um, I found that they they tried something new, which I'm all for. I just don't totally. think it worked as well as it could have. But well, what did you re- think? I really listened to this podcast hard. Pod, podcast hard. <laughs> yeah. And because uh, we I'm, we I'm, tend to have that effect on people, they get hard while they're listening to the podcast. Yeah. And it was I'm hard right now. <laughs> considerably erect. If you're listening to this podcast whilst hard, uh, please write in. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it was good. The podcast was so good because you guys had obviously hadn't talked to each other. Yep. And that kind of helped my decision because I listened to it with sort of that same open mind. And having been a huge Gajira fan and loving all of their stuff that they brought out, mm. Magma... I was kind of drawn to almost the same conclusions, mm. whereas they pulled out a few tricks that they'd previously pulled, mm. tried some stuff that were different, mm. which was really cool, by the way, mm. but um, was still able to enjoy it at the same time, um, regardless of what your opinions were. Sure. Yeah, cool. That's good. Yeah. I think um, we're, we're not trying to, you know, uh, change anyone's mind or anything. No, like no, but you both had different opinions, but kind of drawn the same conclusion mm. whereas um, from a Gajira fan also was able to distinguish what your 
thoughts and processes were, but been able to draw my own from it as well. That's cool. Awesome, I think people man. can be intimidated sometimes by like, uh, um, by what other people are saying about an album when you're yeah, like, when exactly. you, you're going like, oh, oh I can't yeah. wait to talk about this because I love this album and everyone talks about it before and they're like, oh, it's shit yeah. or oh, whatever. Like, and uh, it's like a, uh, a band that we're going to be playing later, Bolza. Oh, that yeah. album Hero came out and yeah, it was like, just like a couple of people shit on it and everyone kind of tended to follow suit except for a few people that listened with an open mind and kind of came to their own conclusion but it's exactly. and other what? people's opinions shouldn't color your opinion yeah. no, one exactly. should be, no one should be shamed for the music they Just, love or the music they don't well love. speaking of opinions maz what's your opinion on some uh, good metal releases from 2016 um well the one the one that i really liked was the black sabbath album which uh, came out at the beginning of last year. Uh, it came out in January. It's called The End. It came yeah. out on January 20th. And I did listen to it. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. I like listen to a, I listen to a lot of older music. Yeah. Mm. What, what kind of stuff do you like? The metal aside, what do you like? I like a lot of old 70s music. A lot yeah. of old 70s rock. I yeah. like... Um, oh, yes. Yes a is, a, is a great band. Yes. yes. <laughs> Jethro Tull. Jethro Tull. I'm a big fan of Jethro Tull. Thanks to my dad. I have loads of his old vinyls mm. of Jethro Tull, which I love. Mm. Um, I don't know. We listen um, to a lot of stuff like Atomic that at Rooster home, though. Atomic Rooster. Yeah, really great. yeah. I listen to a lot of old music. 70s, 70s rock, I suppose. Mm, sure. And there's a lot of great bands coming coming out in the last like 10 years that are like that stoner rock style, which I really love yeah, too. Yeah, like Graveyard and, and stuff. Yeah. That's my favorite kind of you know metal stone rock sure metal i mean if stuff. it wasn't for this stuff we wouldn't have metal anyway so yeah yeah it's exactly. always good to get exactly. back to the roots i yeah, have yes. a broad taste in music anyway so mm. and so, some of us some others of us here do as well sure i <laughs> i know i certainly do we've talked about <laughs> it on the podcast before yeah. if you haven't heard it before go back and listen to the many ONJ. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Including Backmast ONJ. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know stories. what ONJ stands for, if you go back, go to our SoundCloud page and you can listen to our back catalogue of episodes. <laughs> Nat, what were your favourite releases of 2006? <laughs> <laughs> moving right along. Quickly moving moving along. along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, like 2016 was the year that I really embraced Bandcamp mm. and what that had to offer. And especially in regards to um, smaller, unknown bands, that's where my focus went. And so thanks to like labels like Iron Bonehead mm, very and good a few others like that. Yeah, we definitely played a lot of Iron Bonehead in the last year on the podcast as mm-hmm. well. So like, besides obviously um, Dark Thrones, Arctic Thunder being one of my favorites not just because it was dark throne but the the thing that draws me sure. back to that band yeah of course I, i'm used to that <laughs> but what, what draws me back to that band is just that there's an honesty in their music and there's just inherently a fuck you attitude to it but it just like i don't know it's just got a, a lot of heart and soul and i really like where they've been taking their version of black metal mm. um throughout the last, like, the last 10 years has been kind of controversial for some Dark Throne fans because it's moved away from the traditional Norwegian black metal sound, but I, I just find it exciting. It breathes new life into uh, the well, genre. I remember when they bought out, uh, I think, 
what was after the uh, cult is alive uh was it fuck off and die after that yeah or? i think so mm. yeah when they were bringing out around that time when they were bringing out these albums that were so punky in comparison to their their black metal roots uh they were kind of saying to people the naysayers they were saying fuck you whatever we do is black metal because we're one of the original black metal <laughs> bands and that was just brilliant and that was also the whole point in black metal. Exactly. The beginning. Exactly. It's no. like so. Any, anyway, any, but any other releases? Beyond there, right? Beyond Dark Throne. Um, there was a lot of good black metal coming out of Australia, actually, which is which was fucking exciting to hear. And but um, two of my two of the releases that really caught my ears was um, Temple Nightsides, Under the Catacombs, and Spire's Entropy. Like just fucking great releases mm. i'm pretty sure i don't think we played spire but we played temple nightside on one of the earlier episodes yeah yeah like temple nightside just fucking like the vocals mixed with the music i don't know it's just really like dark and just this undertone where just that beauty of black metal where the vocals are really instrumental Mm, totally and um kind of there's a slowness to it kind of like you're being dragged under mud kind of stuff but there's this beauty in it as well yeah i just found it really really exciting any other releases that you wanted to mention um yeah so another black metal release which i'd heard a couple of tracks off uh it's also through iron bonehead um they gave us a couple of tracks to listen to is a friend it's a band from france called alm and the album was om ahum varia padme city home um yeah just exciting like this is a one-man um black metal band it's his first release um delving into like i'm i i'm a yoga practitioner so just delving into some yogic philosophy mixing it with black metal which you know those are my two <laughs> loves so i'm fucking there man yoga black metal <laughs> that whole connection there yeah yeah, 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 yeah. black metal and yoga yes it's just got a lot of feeling it's just yeah <laughs> all right i just so, recommend it so we're about to go into some more music is there any just that you wanted to say the names like any artists that you wanted to mention or do you want to just go straight into the dark throne i'll throw a couple of names i out there I was but um all right so I'd also recommend for those interested um Infernal Curses Apocalypsis uh Venefiction American Death Rites like that just is fucking amazing the new Colds to Ghouls is great Skugzia from Norway that's mm. um Vodruna, yeah. like yeah. the drummer from we played them on the podcast yeah. he was yeah. once a drummer from Gorgoroth it's just it's beautiful mm. the Amazing. new Moon Sorrow oh, has yeah. really huh. fucking grown on me I, like I've been listening to that a bit I got that on vinyl actually yeah hey. and coming back to Australia fucking Hellbringer oh uh, uh, yeah that's a great album like, as well yeah. mm. fucking awesome that was on your top 10 yeah for local releases definitely i saw them live a few months ago i think it was in 2017 it might have been the end of 2016 yeah i think it was they were amazing mm. uh but yeah so we're gonna go into a song now uh we're gonna go into a couple of songs now uh and then we'll come back and we'll talk some more about 2016 so 
Nat, because you're the Dark Throne expert here, do you want to bring us in? Yeah, it was. It is with great pleasure. <laughs> that was so corny. Cut that out. No, no, I love that. We're keeping it. We're keeping it. As you can hear, we've kept it in. Yeah. <laughs> great. Uh, next track is Boreal Fiend by Dark Throne. Here it is, guys. Cool.
Harrisonus with uh, a track off the EP from last year mm. uh, called Engineering the Beast. And that was definitely one of our favorite local releases from last year. They certainly engineered a beast. They, they engineered my beast, that's for sure. Uh, Bef- I don't even know what that means, but... Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, before that, we had Dark Throne with Boreal Fiends. <laughs> so... <laughs> with what? Boreal Fiends. <laughs> it's a speech impediment. Don't worry. Don't make fun of me. There are a lot of A's in there. Yeah, it's a sensitive topic. Yes. <laughs> um, so look, we talked about uh, the the club nights at Death Door Metal in the last segment there, and just like the regular <laughs> things. But we did a few things that were highly irregular last year as well. Namely, uh, a couple of little ventures that I I talked Tane into, which were um, Quizamol. And the screening of the documentary from Norway called Black Hearts at uh, Cinema, uh, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so you guys attended both of those things, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, Maz, you weren't at Quizamall, right? And Steve didn't get to make Black Hearts. I was definitely at Quizamall, but unfortunately uh, missed out of Black Hearts. Mm. Well, uh, Smithy, what did you, what did you think of Quizamall? Well, Quizmall, it was a definitely a different um, different night, for sure, for Death to Orbit Metal, because we're kind of stuck in between the two elements of the upstairs bar and the downstairs bar. Yeah, yeah quite literally. You know, we're actually. literally in amongst yeah. the crowd of um, regulars at um, the Agincourt Hotel. Yeah. The old mates on the middle, uh, on the ground floor. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, definitely 2016 for Death to Orbit Metal was definitely uh, for me at least about rolling with the punches and there were a few punches one of which was we were supposed to be doing a gig upstairs uh, then we couldn't do upstairs because they were um, renovating renovating, Mm. but then we couldn't play downstairs either because that was all booked out yeah and so I kind of just stole the ideas from some of my favorite podcasts, namely um, Doug Loves Movies and um, Julian Loves Music, and turned them into a metal-themed uh, quiz show, uh, which you can hear on our SoundCloud page. There's an episode just called Quiz em All. Yeah. You can check that. It was recorded live. Yeah, that was um, that was uh, obviously if you've heard it or if you were there. I mean, yes, very different to what we normally do, both as a podcast and a live night. But um, Gary, as he said, had these ideas because we were kind of up shit creek. Otherwise, we couldn't book bands for the middle floor. And um, yeah, we we ended up doing this thing where we got uh, some guys from from local bands to play for members of the audience, especially bands that have played at Death Tour but Metal. Yes, before they too, were. Yeah, except for Damon cool. Pyre, who they played for us for Metal United Down Under later in the year. But mm. uh, we had Andrew from Damon Pyre, we had a Rad Thrashley from Disintegrator, and we had Duncan uh, from Fenrir, who has just left Fenrir. Mm. But um, yeah, that was a good night. Uh, Nat, yep. what did you think of Quizamore? Uh, I think it was a lot of fun. Like, if, 
was I don't know if the audience really knew what to expect from it. I kinda I kinda like that element of things though. I like kinda making it a surprise. And... Neither did the contestants, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kinda kept everyone on their on their toes and some of the questions were from memory like kinda tricky for some people, but it was it was embraced, like by everyone there, like yeah, everyone seemed, everyone to, seemed really to really get time. into it. It was like watching cool. Countdown from home, and, <laughs> but, but yeah. drinking. Maybe yeah. there was a bit of confusion, but they kind of got it after the first half hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was going yeah. on? They, they got they look. The confusion was quickly swept aside because everyone just kind of got into the spirit of like the game show, and also just it's about metal. So it's like, yeah. how can you not have fun? With it was it? also exactly. funny to see that how the bands were sort of backing their their guys up the front answering the questions. It's like, come on, get the question right. It was, yeah. it was definitely um, an interactive experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The crowd I kind of stuff. think there needs to be a follow-on from that. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't get to go to the last one. Unfortunately, but I was working. But I've, I've, definitely, <laughs> I've definitely been thinking about doing another one. I think we mentioned in one of the uh, later podcasts of last year that we were going to do another one, but that kind of fell through. We're, yeah. We've been approached by, um, uh, by Pat, actually our old sound guy. He was keen. He, um, him and his wife, Ruth were responsible for, for recording it live, uh, which was no mean feat considering, uh, <laughs> directional mics, drunken shouting. Uh, and, and again, people not really knowing what to expect. Yeah, well. exactly. <laughs> Maybe next time you could do an Eric Andre style talk show about metal. Oh, wow. <laughs> Eric Andre. Yeah. 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 Just has no. I, I can see Gary's eyes lighting up. <laughs> Is it just getting us to all pretend to be Jonathan Davis? It's <laughs> shit on each other. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, well, no, yeah. We, we can just someone can smash up the set. That'd be great. There are some <laughs> ideas. About I can't and see shit on each other. Uh, <laughs> I can't see anyone having an issue with that. Like there the are, valve, no one will care. There might be the some valve might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it smells like that sometimes anyway. Uh, so let's yeah, be honest. It smells yeah. bad down there. Look, the, the one thing I learned from doing Quizmore was explain the rules better. I was so nervous. <laughs> I kind of blasted through the rules and left out a few key elements, which you'll hear if you listen back. Mind you, there were some really cool sound effects, though. Oh, that was my favorite bit of the whole thing. I got to be—I got to play the wacky morning DJ, <laughs> yeah. and it, seriously, for like two weeks leading up to it, I was going through all these soundboard sites, <laughs> grabbing stuff, and it's like, can I? How many like boing? Yeah, was. Was. <laughs> just sitting or, in the living room, just hearing all these sound bom effects. Bom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that the highlight of? Doing that it though, was the fucking best thing about it. Sounds. I loved it. I don't get to do it enough in the normal podcast. I, so <laughs> I was there trying to fucking get all this stuff to work, and Tane's like, "What about this boing?" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, dude, got to get the right boing, boing for the things. wrong answer. But like seriously, like coming back to it, I I think that like everyone there, including the contestants and the audience combined, like. Everyone was just into it, and I think that there's something there. So, so yeah. Well, look, there's probably going to be another quiz all at some point in the future. We don't know when things are looking very busy for 2017. So we'll mm. see what happens. Uh, we also want to do another movie screening. So talking about movie screenings, Black Hearts. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I was happy when I contacted the filmmakers that they're like. Yeah, here's a digital copy for the projector for free. Yeah, and, that was pretty uh, amazing. 
they just wanted it to be shown. Uh, I kind of tried to set it up so we weren't really making any money off it. It was just we were just covering the cost of the cinema. We just wanted the film to get out there mm. and played for an Australian audience. Um, as uh, we were talking before about how you listen to more like 70s rock and you're no stranger to metal, but uh, maybe black metal isn't uh genre that you're really familiar with what, what how well, was it well it is but i don't know like um i just have such a broad taste in music sure. that it's you know i've always been on the periphery of lots of different genres mm, so, sure yeah well see, seeing um these black metal musicians that that's their main focus on the screen what did you how did you uh find black hearts I thought it was great i mean like i was saying earlier one of the things that i really appreciate is people who just really love what they're doing, watching mm. a band play um, who really love what they're doing and who are really passionate about um, about the music they're playing. It's just really enjoyable enjoyable to watch. Oh, God. It's really <laughs> enjoyable to watch. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I don't know. It was a great documentary. It was really interesting. It, it was. wasn't just about the music. It was about the people involved yeah. in it. And that was really interesting as well. And um, just to see how... Some people, like the guy from, where was the, where was he from? Iran. Iran. Mm. Um, and just to see him, like, he, that he would move away from his homeland just because he no loved. No spoilers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> shit. No, well, no, 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 that's, that's not, but I could see well, one coming Well, you know up. what I mean. Like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. he would move away um, because he loved metal so much. And yes. I think that was beautiful, mm. you know. No. I was going to say, I don't think it's much of a spoiler because if you look on his Facebook page, you'll find that he resides in Norway. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. So, uh, yeah. The fact that, like Maz, what Maz was touching on, is that he's um, he's very close to his, I think it was his brother and, 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 of course, his mother, but they were both incredibly supportive of his moving to Norway, mm. even though he could never and yeah. can now never return can, to his home yeah. country. Mm. And he he's following his heart and um he was really lucky his parents and his family were supportive i think but um Mm. that's just it's just great like human interest stuff as well in that in that um and also seeing different walks of life Mm. being interested in metal people like someone from iran who there's no scene there and they're still like falling into metal that's really Mm. awesome yeah very underground scene because of uh particularly uh restrictions to do with laws and uh mm. that stem from re- religion yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um but it was also great to see some guest stars in that docu- oh, documentary oh documentary yeah. particularly nocturna culto from, <laughs> yeah uh, that was pretty amazing yeah, yeah of course it's, he's like he's the very quiet member of Dark Throne. Yeah, yeah yeah just seeing his um his quite honest responses to the in the the brief period where he he first uh, meets the guy from Iran, yeah. uh, and having this realization while he's talking to him, going from sort of being jaded to being slightly horrified, I suppose almost. Yeah, just seeing the realities of what this dude is dealing with, to be involved in the the music uh, in black metal, and kind of contemplating whether he would go through the same thing to be involved in black metal. Mm. That was like one of the best uh, moments in the, in the whole documentary. Like for to me. think you're hardcore and then you meet a fan who's like, "Well, I can never go home." <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. "Whoa, okay then." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, um. yeah. But it's also it's it speaks a lot to how. Um, 
how, like, even just going beyond metal as a genre of music, just how much music speaks to and touches people and changes lives. Like, you know, you have someone who is in a situation and they're striving for something better and music is propelling them to that destination and the people around them, even though it means a sacrifice and for that person as well, it's it's about, you know, achieving the greater good. Mm. Yeah, and it was about community and... and and also, like, realising that he didn't have freedom where he lived. Like, um, it's a power of music. Yeah, mm, exactly. Mm. You know, And community, because that was a big part of it, like, going to the festivals. Yeah. Um, and everyone just getting along and because they were all there for the same reason. And, but you all know. of that within such a contentious kind of subgenre of Absolutely. the metal world. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Especially with black metal, because especially with what happened in the Norwegian scene in the early 90s, mm. thanks to, like, Burzum and... Um, members of other bands with church burnings and murder and stuff, it really got black. It, it got this... It got tainted in a way which it didn't really intend from the beginning. Mm. And um, then to find kind of solace and hope, which, you know, like, I love black metal partially because of that. It, it It's a comfort blanket for me, yeah. <laughs> which sounds weird to some people, but there are people out there who will understand what I'm saying. Like, it's comforting and it's nurturing and um, it gives a person hope in a time of bleakness. And that's obviously what it gave this person in an extreme situation that I can't understand or have any kind of experience that equals to. It's also an extreme or cultural experience too because he's from a different world to black metal. Moving away from black hearts for the moment. I just wanted to talk about uh, something that happened with Deftor Bump Metal uh, towards the end of last year. Uh, From the beginning of Deftor Bump Metal, part of our... Part of the whole idea was to have uh, performers that weren't necessarily bands Mm. that might have been, you know, bringing a a different kind of uh, type of, yeah, art form to the metal scene. Uh, So we've had like circus performers and all that kind of stuff. We do party games, which is like not a bands playing, but that's something else. But yeah. From the very first... Is Twister def- an art form? Uh, Black be. Metal Twister has definitely been an art form. <laughs> but... It's definitely an art form. Yeah, yeah. very well can be. <laughs> mm. But from the very first Death Tour but Metal uh, gig, uh, we have had uh, burlesque performers perform at Death Tour but Metal. Uh, it was at the launch. It was at the Good Friday show. And uh, we had burlesque happening at our one-year anniversary. Uh, was it our one-year anniversary? I think uh, it, was. it was actually going to be for the Black Christmas. Oh, yeah, no. Black Xmas. I, I stand corrected. Enough. Yeah, it mm. was the Black Mass Christmas mm. uh, gig that we put on. So we had a friend of Dev Torba Metal, uh, Betty Bandit, come and perform some of her burlesque routines to Slayer and Gorgoroth. And uh, they were awesome, of course. 
But in the lead up to the show, we just had a couple of people who didn't quite understand why we had burlesque performers at a metal show in the first place. In particular, I think there was one particular uh, woman who contacted us uh, who um, was saying, so does that mean you guys are going to strip? And it was very much... um, uh, taking taking the attitude that it was something that was perhaps um, sexist or uh, yeah that taking was advantage derogatory towards women yeah derogatory yeah, um, yeah. It, w- it was her and another woman that contacted us privately yes yeah who no they posted well, it publicly no, no there was, was another one that contacted oh, okay. me privately yeah, yeah, really. who okay. took some of my comments private comments. Uh, and made them public on her Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Well, I said, I'm sorry you feel that way. And they're like, do they... Are they really sorry that I feel that way? And I was like, well, I wouldn't have said it otherwise. If I wasn't sorry, I wouldn't have even bothered contacting you back in the first place. Can I ask, Gary, did they actually yes. even contact Betty Bandit at all? Uh, no. no. No, not no, personally. They, they didn't even get her point of view. I no, the, the, that's the, the worst part, really. The, the initial poster was just like, oh, it's fucking metal gig, why the fuck? You know, it wasn't the most articulate argument I, for I her think case. The, the worst thing about it, definitely, look, I mean, I've, I've definitely thought long and hard about, like, whether burlesque in that context. I'm totally all for burlesque. I think it's fantastic. But in that, I've, I've thought at first, maybe this isn't the right context for it. But then, you know, getting to know um, Betty especially, like, she's just amazing. And she's she really loves what she's doing. She puts it all together herself. She picks the music. She she just loves it. And, choreographs and the whole thing. She choreographs it all. Mm. She's amazing. And people love her and nobody treats her badly. Everybody's really embraced it there. Mm. And, and also the thing about it is, like, if you have something to say... Say it to her. Ask her yeah. what, how she feels. She, Just like yeah. Steve said, like talk to her about it. And also don't post something publicly that could hurt her feelings and mm. upset her because she was the one who was upset by that. Mm, yeah. I mean, I know you guys were upset as well, but she was the one who was directly affected by that. And it did hurt her feelings because she was thinking why. And she said it to us. She's why mm. would somebody say that? Like they, yeah, and they the haven't point, even seen what I do. That's why I brought it up because no one... No one directed that conversation to her. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, she's the performer. She's the one that's willing to per, to portray her beautiful art to us, and that's what it is—an art form. Mm. Yeah, well, she's dancing to the music she loves, exactly, and in a in a safe place because it, it it is a safe place for her. Absolutely. And, you know, and but I. The the only reason someone would say something like that is because they're they're not fully aware of what burlesque is Mm. they don't understand what it's about and uh they don't understand how it can relate to metal and we've Mm. made it we we started with this as part of our thing Mm. uh and we made it like a part of the metal event because it's very much in keeping with what metal is seemingly all about it's about freedom it's about expressing yourself power it's about uh, making mockery of like popular uh, popular culture mm. stuff like that that's where the term burlesque comes from it's also women celebrating women's bodies mm. like yeah. um the first dtabm i came to it was before gary and i uh, were together and part of what drew me that what i thought was cool 
also was the fact that you guys were offering burlesque and it's always performed by women and and women of different sizes it doesn't matter and this yeah. is a, a sphere of being a woman where your body shape doesn't matter because it's all about being a woman like it's a celebration and i feel like burlesque when you i feel like burlesque is performed by women for women it's not for men it's for women it's well, a celebration well yeah of course well, you know, yeah, men are gonna, gonna gonna appreciate that in any case, but I feel like there's an aspect of it where it's very much a celebration of women for women. Yeah, and I, yeah, I agree. I mean, I I think especially like talking to to Betty afterwards and and how she feels about it, and and you know, and us and Nat and and I being able to be there for her and yeah. as her little support crew when she comes off stage. Yeah. And, you know, and it's not just about the men that are there at all. Like, she doesn't do it for that. No. And, and <laughs> you know, and there's that whole thing there is, like, it's objectifying women. And, you know what, if if it was, it would be the people doing that's fault, not Betty's fault, and not yeah. the guys for putting her on. And yeah. there's always going to be the odd person who takes it in a bad way. But at the, at the core of it is something really beautiful. And I, I think that's really Absolutely. hard to ignore, you know. And, and Betty is just such an amazing woman. She really is, and she's really become part of the crew. Um, yeah, yeah, and she, big time. she helps us uh, all the time with things on the door, and she's just such a great part of the crew now, you know? Yeah, like, she's part of DTABM, like, as much as the three of us are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. one of us, yeah. so, we love you know, her. like, she's, she's part, of the, part of the family. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, her performances, like, it's always a pleasure to have her on board. Yeah. Bringing it back to the comments that were made, like we, I, I tried to start a conversation with these people. Uh, the one person that uh, posted in the event, which was the main um, comment that we're talking about, uh, I told her to come on down, see the show, and judge for herself before she started uh commenting on something that she hadn't seen and then talk to us about it you know mm. uh as far as i know she didn't do that no in fact no. i think her response was a stripper's a stripper i don't really care which is really disrespectful that, to women actually yeah it is that's because just gone totally against what she said yeah mm. it's mm. even she's more disrespectful contradicting to, yeah. everything that she just said she um apparently believed in so look we tried to we tried to talk to them in person, try to talk to them in private. Obviously, they didn't want to have anything to do with that. So I'm just gonna say my piece now on the podcast that can be heard by anyone, because uh, you know, obviously the private thing didn't work for them. It it is an art form. Like if you go to see a stripper, it's for because you want to see uh, someone take their clothes off. And um, it's uh, sexually objectifying to a certain degree. And uh, you could say the same thing about burlesque to a certain degree as well, but that's not what it's about. It's about art, it's about dance, it's about movement, performance, it's about the music. It's about entertainment uh, in ways that are more than just uh, based in sexuality. I mean, while sexuality is part of it, it's it's based on it, and uh, if you can't 
if you can't respect that and if you can't understand that then just don't come or come and then don't go see the fucking show go go to the goddamn bar and you know take your uneducated uh fucking opinion elsewhere Gary, can I please also add that yes. burlesque is not about taking your clothes off either. No, definitely no. not. We've a had, stripper um, takes her clothes off. A no, burlesque dancer but, does not. But also, not. it's a good point to mention there's nothing wrong with stripping either. If a woman chooses to strip, that's their choice. Yeah. Like, and there's, there's, we shouldn't be bad-mouthing them either, really. Uh, not that we are, but to, I'm just saying. Totally not. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a totally different type of performance. Mm. If you've got a problem with... The, your body don't project that onto other people uh, who don't have a problem with their body. Mm. That's all I'm gonna say. Totally. Everyone has a different way of celebrating themselves. Exactly. Yes. Everyone has an issue with their body. Like that's just the way it is. Speaking <laughs> of uh, celebrating, <laughs> that uh, that messy segue brought you. Got a bit ten. serious then for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm celebrating my body right yeah, now. My, Look, no, please don't. That's why everyone's moved away from me. But. Anyway, that's 2016. That's done. If you have a problem with any of that, message me privately and we'll talk. Uh, if you want to make it public from there, then so be it. But 2017 is a whole different story. Uh, there's going to be metal afoot. There's going to be things <laughs> happening... So uh, there is um, some big news. We have mentioned this uh, at the club. We've mentioned it on Facebook. There, Death Orbit Metal is going to be taking a couple of months break from the actual club night, uh, and that is actually mainly because Gary and Nat are going overseas on Ooh. a very metal holiday, yes. a pilgrimage. Quite. Yeah. So, guys, I mean, how long have we got until you till you head off? Um, we leave on the fourteenth of February. So at time of recording, it's a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we we leave on the fourteenth of February. Valentine's heading... Day. Yeah. Well, yeah. that wasn't planned. It just happened to. But you know, fuck it. A black, it's a it's metal a head, black Valentine's so... Day. Blackheart. Valentine's. <laughs> Blackheart's excellent tie-in again. No. But um. Pull back. <laughs> We're heading to, our first stop off is Oslo, the beautiful, beautiful Oslo, and then we're heading on to Bergen for a week of Blast Fest. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's a four-day uh, metal festival uh, with uh, bands like, uh, who's mm, playing? A bunch of <laughs> a, a, a shit ton of bands. <laughs> like at Devon Townsend Project. Just a yeah, Scour, which is... Um, Phil and Selma's yeah. uh, black metal project. Oh, look, there's a whole bunch. There's heaps. Uh, alcohol. A lot of alcohol is involved in making the podcast, and that's making me forget who we're seeing. <laughs> who, who are you most excited to see at the yeah. festivals? Yeah. Um, well, well, we haven't mentioned the next one that we're going to, which is in the Netherlands. It's yeah. Netherlands Ooh. Death Fest. Ooh. Mm. Jesus. Yeah, which... I think kind of going over the... the the um, set list for um, Netherlands Death Fest coming up. There's a heap of really great bands on that. I think I'm pr- pr- really looking forward to that most of all. Mm. Uh, bands like Demolition Hammer, Cancer. Uh, Everyone loves Cancer. Oh, they should. Craft. Craft. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gorgoroth, Judah. Fucking heaps of really good bands. Wow. Yeah. 
uh, Candlemass just... uh, playing Nightfall in its entirety. Oh, all this kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Pestilence, heaps, heaps, heaps. Spasidari really playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Netherlands. Yeah, Netherlands Deathfest yeah. as well. Uh, great black metal band from Iceland. I got really um, obsessed with checking out Icelandic black metal bands last year. They're definitely one of the, if not the best black metal band in um, Iceland, so any of you black metal fans out there, check them out if you haven't already. Mm, yeah, definitely check out the, the set lists. I mean, they're they're up and around, but uh, so you, you guys are going to be at both of these festivals? Yes. yes. For full duration? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to both, uh, four days for um, Blast Fest, three days for um, Netherlands Death Fest. And then we're doing some traveling besides that, but that's got nothing to do with metal, so... <laughs> yeah, but we're hoping to, um, like, well, I'm keeping my eye out for any gigs that kind of pop up. There are some, we're hoping to, we're, we're planning to go to the Czech Republic and there are some bands from there that I would love to see. Yeah, um, I'm definitely not going to say no if there are gigs happening. That's just we haven't got anything planned. Yes, yeah, so we're moment. just keeping... That's our, that's what a holiday is about sometimes. Are you going to the Bone Church in... Um, in Prague? Outside of Prague? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go there. That's totally metal. Yeah, yeah. we, we <laughs> should <laughs> definitely be going there. Uh, the Bone Church. Of skulls. That's yeah, what Gary calls his underpants. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because people worship there. But um, also been contemplating going over to see. <laughs> also, they've definitely abused a lot of children, but no. Yeah. Oh, God, no. Uh, there's been a, a lot of pews in there. No, that doesn't work. Pews. I was almost going to say, work. since being used by a lot of children, maybe children of Bonham. Oh. Hey, bringing it back oh. to metal. Excellent. Um, we yeah. needed to do that. True, been contemplating <laughs> making a stop off over where is that Erfaust gig, Switzerland or something? Switzerland, oh, yeah. yeah. Where there's uh, also um, one of my favorite black metal uh, discoveries of 2016. Oh no, sorry, 2015 actually, Dokma. Mm. Oh yeah, it's man, that album's killer. Yeah, we played shit. some. We played some Dokma, and one of the first episodes. It might have even been the first episode of the podcast, actually. Yeah. But we're, we're not listening brutal. to any of those bands right now. <laughs> we're gonna listen to Sorry, a, a different band called Bullza. Uh, yes. Smithy, bring us in, man. What is, What are we listening to from Bullza? We are listening to their title track, Hero, off the album Hero. Sweet. So the title track from Hero is Hero? It is Hero. <laughs> so Bullseye with Hero. Sweet. Coming to your ears right now. No, now. Oh, well, okay, now. <laughs>
was Dawnsinger from Stormtide's album Wrath of an Empire from last year, and uh, before that we were listening to Hero from Belzer's album of the same title. Hero, not Belzer, of course. <laughs> Let's not get into that again. <laughs> uh, yeah, Stormtide played one of our shows last year. They were fucking incredible. They were great. Mm. Um... I still have one of their cloaks at home, I think. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I know we talked about favorite gigs and whatnot, but that really was one of my favorite ones. Yeah, it was great. Mm. Um, I was supposed to send that cloak back to them, and I haven't gotten around to it because, you know, post office and work hours don't, uh, they c- collude too much. We're, uh, we're sorry, the Dawn Singer, from uh, keeping your cloak yeah, but at the same time, they haven't really been harassing me about it, so... So, if you really want it back, just start harassing me and I'll send it back. Uh, do, we, do we want to blackmail them to get them to come up and play again? Sure. I don't know if we want to go down that road, but... Yeah, we could do that. We, we could make it some kind of, like, uh, LARPing kind of thing, perhaps. Sure. Yeah. Worth a LARP. <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, but, yeah, so 2016, done and dusted. Yeah. Uh, let's leave it behind us as we enter into the existential nightmare that is 2017. Yeah, I mean, we thought, I think we probably all thought 2016 was a bit of a garbage fire. Even though we had, like we said, we had a pretty good year, but, um... Yeah, yeah, everyone's like, 2016, a bunch of people I don't know died. Yeah, and I mean, look, Mm. at least, uh, fuck off and die, get to make some money out of the single sales, perhaps, but... Yeah, they're still going strong, even though one of their members died of alcohol poisoning. No. Um, Hey, look, it worked for, uh... Nirvana? No. Uh, (laughs) 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 So even uh, adding Paul McCartney to the mix uh, saved them, I think. Oh, yes, quite. Anyway, 2017 is what we're talking about. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, so like Tane um, mentioned in the last segment, uh, we're not going to be doing the club night as much as usual. I think I kind of learnt from the uh, from episode twelve where we went around and talked to a whole bunch of people, and just from experience, just from like the experiences of the last few months of um, two thousand and sixteen, mm. so that we might be motivated to have the club, but not everyone is motivated to either attend or to play or whatever you know Mm. uh and i think that partially could be maybe people aren't as willing to take a chance on bands that they haven't heard of sometimes and partially because we do it fairly regularly and we kind of do it because we're supposed to do it monthly Rather than doing it because we have something to show everyone. Yeah, well... If that makes sense. Yeah, kind of. I mean, like, um, we there is no shortage of bands that we want to showcase. Of course. There's, there's no shortage of times where we want to uh, hang out with, with our community and to play music for them and have a great time. Of course. Uh, but I think uh, something... I think what Gary was maybe getting at and, and what I'm something that I definitely feel is that uh, we love doing this, but life gets in the way for everyone who's involved yeah. with it, you know? I mean, that's partially it. Look, I'd love to do it monthly. I'd love to do it more than that. 
Yeah. Uh, it is a lot of work. I do put a shitload of my time into making it happen. Mm. Uh, and just sometimes the payoff isn't there. And it shouldn't be... I'm not talking about money uh, or um, necessarily turnout. It's just that, you know... M- Sometimes it just feels like the same enthusiasm that we're putting into it isn't um, matched. Isn't matched. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So look, that so Death Top of Metal is still going to happen. We've got some awesome ideas for upcoming shows. Mm. So there's still going to be shows, and we we might have them once a month. We might take a couple months off. We might have them regularly if there are things for us to do that are more regular. Uh, but we're not going to force it. Mm. And, um, there's a whole bunch of other stuff in the works for Death Tour by Metal at the moment. Uh, yeah, don't, don't think for a second that we're not working on something. Gary would go mental if he didn't have something to, to tire and stress himself out over. Exactly. I think. Uh, there's another outlet that I've found to put my energies into, while um, there's a little bit of hiatus time between Death Talk and Metal shows. And uh, I'm not ready to announce it just yet, but uh, hopefully within the next couple of weeks we'll have something to tell you guys. Yeah, definitely. It's um, uh, We're obviously both very excited, and um, there are things that are already moving. Um, there are outlets for both of us that are things that we've wanted to do, I think, since the start of... Death to Orbit Metal, that maybe yeah. while we've been juggling and learning, it's been a bit hard, but now we're after the year, after 2016, we're ready to, uh, to fuck 2017 just as hard as it fucks all of us. Exactly. Um, but to, to not give too much away, there's a, we've found another avenue for getting good local metal out to people that isn't just the club. So we're not confined to just the valve, so to speak. Mm. Uh, there's, there's different uh, means of getting it out there, and um, you'll hear more about it soon. And of course, if other opportunities uh, come our way, uh, definitely consider them. And uh, uh, you know, because it can lead to cool experiences like Black Hearts and like Quizmall and stuff like that. So yeah, fuck yeah. We're far from done. Of course, the podcast is going to keep going. Uh, I think the next podcast episode will probably be just Tane because I'll be overseas. Yeah, yeah. I finally get to... Um, well, Gary, uh, for regular listeners, while I was on holiday last year, um, did a uh, black metal special. And uh, as a bit of a sneak peek, I'll be delving into some of my own interests, mostly being Sludge and Doom and uh prog metal stuff yeah so there's still a few elements that we've got to figure out from there but um that should be coming probably march maybe yeah sometime yeah. around march i think uh, and then hopefully the next death to metal club will be in april yeah but look we've crapped on enough we've uh had thinly veiled announcements or announcements that well, announcing that an announcement is coming, I fucking hate that stuff. That's like having a a, a meeting at work about having a meeting. We've yeah. turned into what we hate. Yep. So, sorry. But, you know, it's exciting. Yeah, it is. 
and we will definitely be sharing some of those details with you very soon. But to take us out, we're going to play a band. We haven't played them on the podcast yet. Uh, we were going to play them and perhaps interview them at the same time, but mm. uh, it hasn't really worked out. As Life's been very busy, I think, for everyone concerned. Yeah, exactly. But these guys are... Um, uh, uh, very good friends of ours have been great, great supporters of Death Tour but Metal as well. Yeah, uh, they've played Death Tour but Metal a couple of times now, uh, and we've played their music at Death Tour but Metal as mm. well. They've also been going very well lately with uh, supporting Dead Space from WA, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's really awesome to see them uh, kicking goals. Yeah, uh, they've got an album out now on Bandcamp. Uh, we'll have links in the SoundCloud uh, description. But uh, this is uh, Necrostalgia from the self-titled album uh, with a track called In Time. Enjoy, and thanks for listening to the Death Door by Metal Podcast. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you soon. Bye.
Sack up your pussies. <laughs>